disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 120 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I am, of course, your host, Tim Bridgewater. I know you guys have been dying, waiting with anticipation to find out the latest in this tragic story of a warrior who broke his wrist and is now trying to recover from it and ran out of sensu beans. Well, I'm still out of sensu beans. <laughs> so the recovery is happening. It's not as happening nearly as fast as I would like it to, but that's just kind of what you sign on for, I guess, whenever you have some sort of traumatic injury that happens. So uh, it's happening. I am able to move my wrist a little bit better than I was two weeks ago, but, you know, it's still going to be a long process. I'm not sure how long it'll be, but uh, sorry for the delays with the podcast as always, but you guys are always super cool and super chill. You have very good patience and I appreciate that. And I know that I'm a little bit behind and that kind of makes it a little bit tough because, well, the way that I enter, uh, the way that I review the episodes kind of change just because I already know what's going to happen in the next episode. So, uh, you know, there won't be much speculation. And, and the funny thing about episode 120 is that it ends on a cliffhanger sort of a situation. But I already know what's going to happen because I've already seen 121. <laughs> OK, and so have most of all of you, I'm going to assume. But we're still going to talk about it. We're still going to dissect it. We're still going to have fun as always. I'd like to remind you guys that if you have not had a chance to, you want to head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Give that page a like. I know that we're coming down to the end of super. I mean, we have about at this point, if we're counting episode 121, we only have 10 episodes of Dragon Ball Super left. Can you believe that? <laughs> 10. Remember, that's if we're counting 121 since 121 is already aired. So that's we don't have a lot of time left. That's about 10 weeks, give or take, depending on, you know, if there are any uh, holidays that come along somewhere in there that may delay the process, you know, but we don't have that many left. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I've said this many, many times, but I just want to remind everyone that unless there's some big announcement regarding Dragon Ball Super coming back or something of that nature, this podcast will end along with the show because, well, why wouldn't it, right? There's nothing else for me to kind of talk about <laughs> regarding Dragon Ball Super at that point, you know, because the whole point of this is that I come on here every week or every two weeks <laughs> or whatever, and I review the episode. So there's no episodes, there's no podcast, but that does not mean that I do not still need your support, right? Because if it does come back by some chance, whether it be now or later, and you guys would like me to continue the podcast, well, I'm still going to need that support regardless. So don't hesitate. Go over there, like the Facebook page. You never know what can happen. And not to mention, I do. I still have the Patreon. Okay, I still have the Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. I did just get a new patron over there. Uh, it's funny because he's the new patron, but he's one of the eldest <laughs> most long time listeners that I have on the podcast. And that's Steven. Steven, thank you so much for uh, joining us over on the Patreon page. I appreciate that. Like I said, Stevens was one of the first listeners that I remember having and certainly one of the first people to write in. He may have not been the first, but he was either he was probably at least the second because <laughs> I remember it. And I, I even found myself looking back through our old Facebook messages uh, from two years ago. And I, I, the oldest one that I found was in January of 2017. 
And that was a message to me about the podcast. And guess when this podcast was launched? January 2017. So Stephen has been on this podcast since the very beginning. So thank you so much for being so supportive for so long and continually being supportive by now joining me over on the Patreon. If anyone is still on the fence about the Patreon, trust me, there's lots of cool stuff there right now. There's at least six or seven different things there between podcasts, episodes and videos, and there'll be a lot more coming. I just posted a little bit of a teaser on the Facebook page recently. Uh, certainly this week I have what to do a podcast episode where I'm going to talk about sort of specific things from Comic-Con that kind of piqued my interest. OK, so we'll have that. I also thought it might be kind of cool to do a because uh, I'm, I'm going to assume at this point, most of you guys <laughs> have seen the music video that I made for my cover of Chozet's Dynamic Dragon Ball Super Theme 1. I mean, I've talked about it to death at this point. If you have not seen that by some chance, Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast or maybe even preferably you can go to the YouTube channel, which right now I, I it's still you'll just still have to search Rock the Dragon podcast. I never got enough subscribers over there to get a unique URL. Okay, so that's why it's not YouTube.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast, because I can't get that until I get 100 subscribers or something. And somehow I still don't have 100 subscribers over there. <laughs> I don't get it. But, you know, I, I'm not even really worried about it anymore at this point, because I feel like I put so much into the YouTube channel and maybe it's just not for me. You know, it's, it's just there's so many other people out there doing this kind of thing on YouTube. So I guess it's kind of hard for someone who's coming along relatively new like me to really get any sort of traction. Uh, I was kind of hoping that music video was would be the thing that would get people sort of over there and subscribing but it's just it's just really hard getting people to see the stuff so this is why i'm focusing more on the patreon because with the patreon i can create the content that i like to create for the people who i know for a fact want to see it and to me that's almost better than just kind of spending a lot of time making something for youtube and then no one caring about it right <laughs> so so that's kind of what i'm where i'm headed now with that but you can find a music video there, of course. So for the Patreon, what I'm planning to do is I want to do a commentary version of the music video. So I'll play the music video and you'll have my commentary while I'll stop every now and then. I'll break down the effect shots. I'll tell you about my ideas. I'll tell you how about the locations that were there and anything else like that. Uh, so you can look forward to a video version of that with commentary. And then I got back into playing Dragon Ball Fighters again. So that's good news, right? You know, I, I wasn't sure how long it would take for me to be able to play a video game again <laughs> after breaking my damn wrist. But now I know that I can play. It's it's not the same and it hurts, but I can still play relatively well uh, because it just so happens that I don't have to use my wrist as much in that game. You know, that game is, mo is mostly finger action <laughs> and that sounded kind of dirty when i said that there's a lot of finger action going on there so i can still play pretty well confidently enough so i also want to post a couple of those matches with commentary if i have a really good match i may upload it and do some commentary with that so that's just some examples of things that are coming to the patreon very soon that you will be able to check out in addition to everything else that's already there so a lot more cool stuff where that came from uh, so now would be a good time for you to go over to the Patreon, sign up beyond that. We don't know what's going to happen with Dragon Ball Super. So I don't know what's going to happen with the podcast. But for now, we can assume that in 10 episodes or so, we'll just we'll call it a day. OK, 
I do want to take a moment and thank, um, let's see, Kings 15. This is the first iTunes review that I've gotten since April. So I appreciate you jumping in here, leaving me a five star review on iTunes. Uh, says here the best DBZ pod out here in the app pod. Keep up the good work, Tim. Thank you so much, Kings 15. And, and if I had to assume here, I'm going to assume that this is tan because your <laughs> your style of writing is very unique. So I, I've gotten to the point now to where when you guys write something, I can almost tell who it is. So if this is you, Tan, thanks so much. If not, whoever you are, thanks for leaving the review. I appreciate it. it means a lot. Like I said, time is running out with the podcast, but it doesn't matter. I'll still take all the positive reviews and everything you can get because there's no reason why I couldn't come back in the future again with something else if the show decides to return. But that's there's kind of a lot of things to consider going into that. But for now, we'll just say uh, we'll see what happens. Right. OK. And of course, if you have any emails, any comments, concerns about anything, you can send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail dot com uh, for our email segment called What Are You Saying? I don't have any emails this week. Um, well, I take it back. I do. But they're pertaining to episode 121. Okay, so I'll just save it for that. <laughs> and for now, we'll just jump into the episode talk for the week. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 120, is going to cover episode 120 of Dragon Ball Super titled A Perfect Survival Strategy, The Third Universe's Menacing Assassin. They're getting better with these titles, right? That's something. <laughs> I mean... When's the last time we had a super spoilerific title? Uh, this is no, it's a good title. This is how this is how you set up the events without telling us exactly what's going to happen. We know that it's a perfect. Somebody's going to be trying to work on some sort of survival strategy, and we know that the third universe has a menacing assassin. Good enough. My question when I first read that title was: Is this going to be someone like Hit? Because we know Universe Six also had their own menacing assassin but it's sort of revealed that it's not exactly that but but we will uh get more into that in a minute so of course with, with this episode we're, we're mostly going to be dealing with obviously uh the third universe and um you know <laughs> the funny thing about this episode is that this this episode kind of feels like the most uh, filler like episode I think we've had in a while like it's it's not it's not filler but it kind of feels like it because I've never really cared about these damn robots <laughs> from universe 3 and I don't I don't think we're supposed to either because they're robots they don't have any personality we can't really connect with them they don't talk or at least in a way that we can understand we can't sort of get involved or with them in a, in a level that we may have gotten involved with some of the other characters, you know, I mean, some of the other characters that we have, we didn't spend a lot of time with them, but we spent just enough to be able to learn what they were about and kind of get a feel for their personality and stuff like that. And with these robots, we haven't gotten that. So in that way, it almost just kind of feels like a filler episode where they just needed them to fight. And that's it. Now, with that being said, we get some cool stuff that happens here. It's not to say that it's a bad episode because it's not. But it just it, it doesn't feel like it has as much importance as some of the other ones. OK, so this one takes off with um, 
you know, we've got the Zenos and they're just kind of waiting to see what happens here because obviously we're, we're down to three universes at this point. We've got universe three, we've got universe seven, we've got universe 11. And we get some comments here from Gohan and saying that we, they still, universe seven still has six fighters. Universe 11 only has three, but man, hell of a three, right? <laughs> One of those being Jiren and the other two being freaking top and Dispo. So they're having a discussion. Does it make sense for us to go ahead and take on the 11th now because they're more powerful? But they're also saying that, no, maybe it makes more sense to go after the third universe because the third universe has five remaining fighters. And we have to remember that at the end of this thing, uh, it's going to be about whoever has the most fighters remaining. Right. So they can go after the third universe if they want and spend all the energy. Oh, sorry, the 11th universe and spend all the energy fighting them. But then the third universe will just be chilling over there, over there on the side with with five fighters. Right. And right now, that's only one less than what Universe 7 has, right? So the decision is kind of made that it probably makes more sense to just engage with Universe 3 at this point. I mean, also, <laughs> not to mention that, I think we all kind of knew a long time ago that it was going to come down between Universe 7 and 11 anyway, after we learned about how freaking powerful Jiren was. So it's just a matter of finding a good opportunity to get rid of Universe 3. <laughs> and this seems like a good opportunity to at least get that started. So we've got our one dude. So it's basically one dude and four robots. OK, one of these robots actually looks pretty cool. The big purple and burgundy looking one. And the other ones just kind of look like junk. I mean, it's not it's not that's not an insult to the creative sort of design of these robots because maybe that's just what they're supposed to look like but they just don't i'm just not a fan of the way they look um so yeah they launch into it okay goku and vegeta have their hands kind of full here the androids of course they they start going at the one uh <clears throat> robot that i actually kind of like the design of but they're noticing very quickly that the energy waves alone are not going to be enough for this guy. So then they figure they kind of have to get in there and just kind of start mixing on him up close and personal. They say that he's built tough. And his destroyer guide and his car over on the sideline saying that, you know, the whole thing that he's going to do here is he's going to wear down their stamina and, and kind of use it. But meanwhile, we know most of us know that if you're trying to wear down the stam stamina of these characters, you know, don't do it against the androids <laughs> because they're the two that their energy just works differently. So they don't really lose stamina like that. Beerus makes a comment that these bucket heads are starting to learn these moves. And I just, I just love the fact that he called them bucket heads. I mean, it's such a simple thing, but it's <laughs> because here's the, the, the thing that's funny about comments like that to me is that even a destroyer to even to a destroyer guy who should be one of the few people in the entire you know multiverse who has seen everything that even to him these robot fighters are not normal right <laughs> because if they were would he call them bucket heads i don't know i just feel like even he's surprised that there are these race of machines or whatever they are and i don't know just a little small funny thing but we're seeing some pretty cool stuff here, I think. I mean, we're seeing 
the fight from their perspective in some ways. So it's a lot of digital sort of stuff going on here. A lot of little reticles and uh, is that is that the right word? Reticle? The little what is that? The little I don't know. Some someone let me know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got some launching, man. They're launching all sorts of blasts. There's a lot of fighting this episode, and not a, this like once again, there's not a lot of story-related sort of developments here. I think, and and that kind of makes it a little bit more difficult to talk about because it's just like a lot of like going back and like fight stuff going on here. Uh, I mean, what we do kind of learn here though is that there's a moment where Gohan jumps in where Goku and Vegeta were about to engage with these robots, but Gohan wants to fight him himself, okay? You might be wondering, well, why the hell is he doing this? Well, it doesn't take long for them to sort of reveal and for us to realize that he's, at this point, he's trying to help Vegeta and Goku reserve their strength, right? Because they because they know that if they win this fight, they still have a Universe 11 to deal with. So why waste your remaining amount of strength fighting these dudes if Gohan is strong enough to kind of take on these three by himself. Meanwhile, you know, the other, the, the one, I don't know why no one's going after the guy. <laughs> I mean, they're going after the robots, but you think someone will be going after the guy. He's just kind of standing there talking. And obviously he's kind of controlling these robots to some extent. So to me, it would have made sense to just kind of get him out of there. But whatever. I mean, they just kind of launched into battle, so maybe didn't have time to really think about that. So we've got Gohan taking on these three guys, and we've got the androids taking on uh, the other robot, and then the guy <laughs> is just kind of off by himself doing whatever. But we're realizing here that it's not as easy as it may seem as Gohan is actually having a little bit of a struggle uh, keeping these three robots down. But he does manage to get a pretty decent sort of handle on one of them. And he says, now that I've got a good grip on you, you're going down. And he kind of picks him up into the air and does this cool sort of just kind of winds him up. <laughs> you know, there's something about that moment that reminded me of Avatar, The Last Airbender, which if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know, I've talked about that show a million times. That's sort of my other favorite animated show of all time. But there's just something about that, the way that that was animated. It just was very it was, it was almost animated in a very lighthearted sort of way that just kind of reminded me of that. Uh, so then we go back in on. Oh, you know, something else I wanted to mention here, because this is something that we talked about before. And this is probably a good, uh, good opportunity to kind of mention it. Uh, you know, a couple episodes back, we kind of talked about the we're talking about the, the differences in animation between the English dub and the Adult Swim dub versus the Japanese version and all that kind of stuff and et cetera. Because and we found out that was mostly because of the consideration of people with uh, photosensitive sort of epilepsy, right? People having seizures and stuff like that. So they started taking some of the frames out of the animation in order to sort of like make it easier for people with those conditions to be able to watch the show, which I was totally fine with as long as I still got my version of the show unedited, right? Now, uh, while I'm not, we're still not getting that. <laughs> One of the things that I mentioned back then when we were talking about it was that it'd be nice if, they, why wouldn't they, how about you just show a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, letting people know that you know, it'll be that type of an episode. Well, it turns out they have been doing that. 
Uh, I just wasn't seeing it because I was. It's been a while since I've actually watched Dragon Ball Super on Cartoon Network. If that makes any sense, like I used to before I moved, I used to just DVR it. Okay, I used to watch it on my DVR, and so I would see all of that. But since I moved, now I just watch it online only. So if you're watching it through the Adult Swim website, you don't get that uh, disclaimer at the beginning. Now I don't think that that means it's not edited. <laughs> because from what I can tell, there's still differences between this version and the Fuji TV version. So I, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of hard to tell now exactly what it is I'm watching. But there's definitely some pretty quick looking scenes and shots in this episode that look pretty good. So I don't know if they decided to just leave that stuff in, but then include the disclaimer. Or if it's just kind of been like this the entire time. I don't know. I just... Just an observation that I made since I have started watching it on like DVR again recently. Okay. So, so the androids are still going at it with this other robot. Uh, they're sort of realizing here that the blasts are basically doing nothing against this guy. So Android 18 suggests that, hey, you don't mind if we go harder, huh? And at the same time, you're actually kind of starting to see they're, they're doing some little close up shots of him to where it seems like it is starting to crack away at his exterior a little bit. So it must be doing something right. Uh, and then, yeah, they get they get him to a point where there's a whole explosion that happens here. <laughs> and they actually take him down for a second. And Android, Android 17 says, you know, one of the dumbest things I've seen is that, yeah, just standing there and taking our attacks is about the dumbest strategy I've ever seen. And that's pretty much it, right? I mean, <laughs> Android 18 just kicks, just, just punts him out of the ring. Because once again, their whole strategy was sort of relying on that robot being the kind of robot to exhaust you before you exhaust him. Right. So I guess any any other sort of organic being that would have been able that would have been launching as many key blasts at this thing would have gotten tired out and worn out by the by this point. But hey, didn't work with the Android. So they eventually got them because they don't get tired. OK, and this is sort of a thing that is kind of the other universe three deities are learning here in this moment. So this just leaves these other three robots left and the one dude and they mention the fact that this there is no choice now here that they have to execute something called plan x okay so obviously universe three has had this other strategy they've been kind of waiting to use as sort of a last resort something called plan x and it involves these three remaining robots as well as this guy whose name is pepperoni right <laughs> i mean sure um so yeah obviously plan X, right? So we know that this plan X is obviously going to be something interesting. And so we get like this sort of sequence, um, that looks pretty cool. And it, I mean, it doesn't take long to, to realize that these robots are about to join together. Right. And I thought, <laughs> I, as much as I don't like the design of this thing so much, I, anytime robots join together, I'm going to be fucking excited about it. Right. I mean, as someone who grew up watching Voltron and Power Rangers, you know, and, and, and Gundam Wing and stuff like that, I'm always going to love robots sort of like combining. And I appreciated that they have actually sort of done this for maybe the first time in Dragon Ball. 
I mean, we've had a lot of androids and we've had robots, but like, I don't think we've ever really seen them combine like this. So I think it's just a kind of a cool concept, right? And everyone else is just kind of watching the Grand Zenos are saying they're great. Oh, wow. You know, they're really big now. And I mean, once again, though, this guy Pepperoni is obviously the one controlling all of this. So why haven't they taken him out yet? <laughs> right. Well, I think we know why, because, you know, it's a story. I'm just nitpicking. Uh, but they do mention that their energy has gone up a lot since joining together. Okay. So after a little bit of shit talking by the third universe, because this is what they do in these situations, of course, they join up and now everyone's saying, oh, of course, we can't be beat now. Now everything's <laughs> our victory is assured. We know that's not true, but we're hoping we at least get a good fight out of it. So Gohan unleashes an energy barrage of attacks at this thing. Uh, everyone's still watching on the sideline. And but then in typical sort of Dragon Ball fashion, the smoke clears and the thing is just still standing there. All right. So eventually Gohan just decides that it'll probably be better for me to just fight him head on. So and I like the androids did with the other robot. He decides to kind of rush in and starts to go for more of a melee sort of a thing until he gets in this moment of where he is sort of being overpowered by this thing. Uh... And we know that Gohan was definitely trying to fight this thing by himself because he wanted Goku and Vegeta to sort of save their strength. But in this moment, you know, he this thing is getting the upper hand on Gohan and just kind of pushing him down into the ground. So <laughs> out of nowhere, here comes Goku and Vegeta and they kind of have no choice but to jump in there and kind of help him, which it's this kind of stuff that I kind of would have liked to see a little bit more of, I think, in Dragon Ball. Uh, sorry, in the term of power, <laughs> because I mean, like, you know, it, it seems like they're just now starting to get to more of the team sort of strategies, which I would have thought we've gotten more. But instead, we've gotten a lot of Goku just sort of fighting everyone by himself. But now we're starting to see more team based sort of things like this. And Goku saying, hey, look, you can't just expect us to sit on the sidelines. Vegeta saying, what are these scrap metal jokers going to do against three Saiyan warriors? And it's a moment where you just get pumped up and all of a sudden the episode takes a shift and it gets a hell of a lot more exciting because why not? We got Vegeta powering up, Goku powers up, Gohan powers up. They all rush at this thing at one time. We kind of see like this very cool side by side shot and then they all unleash their, their energy waves. Well, Vegeta and Goku do, which looks like a, a Gallic gun and a, uh, Kamehameha. Uh, so we get an energy wave battle here. Meanwhile, Gohan is kind of conveniently missing, but it's revealed that he's actually above this thing and that they were actually just sort of buying Gohan some time to charge up his energy so he can kind of give it all that he has in his attack. And that he does. He launches this massive energy wave at this robot and the robot thing kind of catches it. And he's just kind of really just trying to resist it at this point. It's not as not so much as him, you know, returning with his own energy wave. He's just sort of trying to, you know, fight off this one. So he does that. Eventually he overpowers this this thing and kind of blast it backwards and it's, and it's not really clear at the the time of whether or not uh 
they actually managed to knock them out of the ring. But we know at the very least he's he's gotten the upper hand at this point. And of course we get some smoke and we can see that the the guy is still there. And they they walk up to him. And Vegeta says, I figured you went over the side, yet here you are, you're one stubborn bastard. <laughs> and then Go on just says, Sorry, but I need you to leave the ring. Last warning. Like I just I just like I like the dialogue here. But of course, this dude gets up laughing, right? And that's never a good sign in Dragon Ball, right? Because that means, hey, you thought it was over, but it's not. And he says, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you out of the tournament. Even if it costs my life, you're about to face the ultimate secret technique of the third universe from which there is no escape. So there is yet another plan here, obviously. So the other one was plan X. Is this plan Y? because they didn't they didn't say so this is pretty much where it ends okay this is sort of a cliffhanger sort of a thing we know that while we thought that all these machines joining together was the last resort but apparently it is not apparently there's still another sort of plan after this once again most of us have seen episode 121 now so we know what that is i'm not going to say what it is though because just in case you haven't seen it yet i'm not going to spoil it for you so anyway, what you think about that, guys? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Reminder here to please like the Facebook page. Please subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, the more subscriptions I get on the Patreon, the more cool things I'll be able to do. And the more cool things I will do, basically. So if you're someone who's been enjoying my content on YouTube, the podcast, etc., you're basically going to get all of that and more over on the Patreon as well. So... By all means, take a second out of your day. Go sign up over there. Leave me a review. It's very nice getting a review. It's been a while. Uh, I know we're starting to close things out here, but we're not we're not done yet, people. So let's 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 finish this thing strong. Thank you guys for being super supportive. I'll be back very soon with episode 121. I'm sure you guys can't wait to talk about that one. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it either. 120, like I said, was just kind of it felt like a filler episode. There just kind of wasn't a lot to talk about. So we're going to keep this episode pretty short. And I'm going to bow out right now, guys, and say in a couple days, I will see you soon. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater. Uh, See you soon and uh, keep on rocking the dragon.